You're listening to Audio Divina, reflecting on the Sunday Gospel with Father Francis J. Maloney. In this episode, we look at the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 12 to 15, which explores the extraordinary tradition of our triune God. Jesus promises that after his departure, the Father will send the Spirit, and this Trinity is the one God we live and believe in. We begin with a reading of the text from Alex. I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you to bear now. However, when the Spirit of Truth comes, He will lead you to the complete truth, since He will not be speaking of His own accord, but will say only what He has been told, and He will reveal to you the things to come. He will glorify Me, since all He reveals to you will be taken from what is Mine. Everything the Father has is Mine. That is why I said, all He reveals to you will be taken from what is Mine. We will now hear a reflection on the text from Father Maloney. The fundamental thing about the faith of Israel, the nation and the faith that produced Christianity, is the unique commitment that they all had to one God. And yet Jesus of Nazareth seemed to speak freely of a father, and a spirit without ever abandoning Israel's belief in one God. It's often said that the Word of God as we find it in the New Testament creates more problems than solving problems. And early Christians began to think more deeply about the mystery of Jesus, about his reference to the God of Israel as his Father, and his promise of the Spirit. He spoke of God as Abba, Father, and thus was known as Son. And thus, already in the person of Jesus, began reflection upon the mystery that eventually came to be called the mystery of the Trinity. We'll say something more about that a little later, but for the moment, let us reflect upon our Gospel text today. Like last week when we reflected upon the Feast of Pentecost, the Church again gives us words from the farewell discourse. Jesus' words to his disciples, telling us what we are to look forward to in the in-between time. It's interesting to notice that Jesus doesn't say, I would have liked to say many more things to you. He says to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you. Jesus will go on speaking to us. But they couldn't be limited to those three years of ministry that we find reflected in the Gospels. It would have been too much for that little group of people. The mystery of God made known to us in and through Jesus must unfold as Jesus continues to speak to us down through the centuries. Jesus making God known is not finished. He will speak to us through the Spirit. When the Spirit comes, the Spirit of truth, he will lead you 
towards the complete truth. The original language there is very dynamic. It's not as if he will lead us to a stage where we can say, now we have it, but he will continue to lead us through history to the complete truth. So we have Jesus still in our history, despite his absence, making God known to us in the presence of the Spirit, like the air that we breathe, dwelling in us, leading us, giving us life as we head towards the completeness of the truth, which we will eventually find only when we return to the Father and his Son and the Spirit. The Spirit that will be given to us by Jesus when he returns to the Father is not speaking from himself. He's only saying what he has learnt. And we heard in our celebration of the Feast of Pentecost that Jesus has only communicated what he has received from the Father. The same now is said of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit will only say what he has learnt from Jesus, who in his own turn makes known what he has learnt from the Father. And then we have that all-important truth that lies behind the church through the ages, facing difficulties, facing its own scandals, working its way through hard work, piety, prayer, a sacramental life, a shared life of faith, as the Spirit will lead us and tell us of the things that are yet to come. And even though Jesus is absent, he will glorify Jesus. The use of the word glory in the Bible is very rich. To glorify does not simply mean to have some splendid visible existence. It comes from the Hebrew and then a Greek word, which means make visible. The glory of God was seen when the Red Sea opened, when the bread came down from heaven. These visible, tangible things, the fire leading the people through the desert. In the Psalms, it talks about the greatness of God that can be seen in the beauty of the heavens. This is what glory is. And the presence of the Spirit in our lives will continue to make Jesus available to us because everything he tells us comes from Jesus. We may not be able to find it in the Gospels, but Jesus assures us that it comes to us through the Spirit and what Jesus knows and what Jesus tells us down through the centuries comes from the Father. And that's the way today's Gospel ends. Everything the Father has is mine. Everything the Father has is mine. And the Spirit takes what is of Jesus and shares it with us as we need, teaching us down through the ages. So already here in the Gospel, written well before the end of the first century, we have this marvellous dynamic of a father who communicates all truth, all wisdom, all love to his son. His son has shared those things with us during his human existence. He has now returned to the father and the spirit continues the presence of the father and the son in our lives and in our history. That's all we need know about the Trinity. It remains the great mystery in our faith. 
And from these simple beginnings of Jesus talking about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the members of the early church struggled to try to spell this out in some sort of formula that was logical and made sense. And it wasn't until 325 AD that eventually the church committed itself to the doctrine of the Trinity. The great learned people talk about how this is possible, how we can have three in one and one in three, and how the different persons relate to one another. We needn't worry about that. As we celebrate this feast, we need to know how it works. A father who loves his son and sends his son. The son who makes that father known in his own life and down through the ages until the end of all time through the gift of his spirit. Once we have understood this, then we can fully understand and accept and rejoice in the last words of the gospel of today. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I said, all he tells you will be taken from what is mine, and it is the Spirit who delivers it to us. And thus today we celebrate this wonderful dynamic unity of the Father, his word, Jesus, and his truth communicated to us through the gift of the Spirit. We now recommend 10 to 15 minutes of personal reflection on what you've just heard. Please pause the track now and press play when you're ready to return. We conclude with the reading of a text from Laura. I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you to bear now. However, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to the complete truth, since he will not be speaking of his own accord, but will say only what he has been told, and he will reveal to you the things to come. He will glorify me, since all he reveals to you will be taken from what is mine. Everything the Father has is mine. That is why I said, all he reveals to you will be taken from what is mine. Thanks for listening to Audio Divina. Special thanks to our readers for the episode, Alex Turner and Laura Gartland. If you would like to volunteer to be a reader, please contact us at audiodivina at salesians.org.au.